just as anonymity is the foundation of our position, so is the spiritual awakening, the spiritual experience, the foundation of recovery in a way, and progress in the life which has a new dimension. I would like to talk about the spiritual experience and as a backdrop against which we may view it, I would like to tell you a succession of short stories. The first one coming to mind is a recent it had to do with a Japanese delegation coming over, I expect, on the occasion of the Congress in Washington, who wished to visit the office and pose the great dilemma that was facing AA and would be AA in Japan. And the dilemma was what to do about the godless. They pointed out that the steps say, God as we understood him. And they had put a brand new, entirely original construction on that phrase. They said, we understand that we should believe in the God that the people believe in at AA General Headquarters, 305 East 45th New York City. <laughs> Nevertheless, though this has its humorous place, they were posing a question very old. And there was exactly the dilemma that once I faced. I'm not going to detail my story at length. I'm going to touch on those spots that will best illustrate this theme of the awakening of social experience. But you do remember how my sponsor, Eddie, came to me in Brooklyn and how over the kitchen table he told me of his release from alcoholism through the ministry of the Oscar group, the people from whom we do so much. And as he told God, unfolded the need for honesty, the need for restitution, the need for giving of oneself without reckoning the returns, especially those, especially the money. 
It was all fine up to this point. But then, when he said, I asked God to help me do I found myself winning. And he went away. His words had struck me deep. Not because they were so new, but because they were spoken across a kinship of suffering. One which I know he had endured, and one that I could see indeed that he was released. And relief was there. He wasn't on the wall. He wasn't twisting up that spring that inevitably falls only to pitch it back into the drink again. No, he was relieved. And you can see that a good part of what had happened to him he attributed to the grace of God. Now, I had never been a militant atheist, but I had been raised in scientific tradition, watched those schools. I had come to believe that the universe was a matter of time and space and particles. That we had evolved somehow from this mysterious background. Probably because a cosmic ray had bumped into the genes of some of the lower animals let's say the apes and plenty before this, and this is just in process mutation that finally evolved human beings. This, in a way, is my religion. My faith in science. I could not deny necessarily the claims of religion who would be so arrogant as to know? But nevertheless, religion for me, this hard bit in Vermont, well, that was out of the question. Particularly this emotional evangelism. Now, Abby, in a great and providential speech, did not put any aggression on me. He merely said what his experience has been and what the result was. He admitted he was elected. He made a self-survey. He made restitution. He worked with other people. And he prayed to the God of his understanding, which I took to be the God of his physical church. Well, after we left, as you remember, I went on drinking. And then the identical dilemma that the Japanese are facing 
was armed. By this time, Dr. Kilford, only months before, had told Lord that I suffered from a compulsion to destructive drinking with which my will, neither my will nor his resources, could cope with. That there was a physical component to this, and if it continued to be aggravated, this so-called allergy, I would go mad or worse. Now, I knew what this test was. And through another channel, Abby had bought in the same thing. See, a friend of his who had been to the famous Dr. Carl Yu, who you remember, had said, My aunt has failed. It cannot help you. Your only chance, Roland, for touching his name. Is a spiritual awakening. You remember the Roland said, but I am a man of faith. And you said, but this goes further. This goes deeper. This means a transforming experience. That mysteriously, we know not how, it spells the effect. So here was another God of my life. Announcing a sense upon me. And I knew I had no recourse besides in my face. So I was caught in a terrible bond. Here, the nature of my illness is revealed. And God knows my whole experience for several years had confirmed this now. So, divine increase and my drinking increase. But always the face of my friend across that table. So I went in desperation and no hope, I'll assure you. I thought I'd better go up to the hospital and get my adult brain cleared up and see if I couldn't take another look. And so I did go up there. And I wasn't in too bad shape. And Dr. Silkworth put me to bed. And as the liquor wore off and the sedation was gone, the bind on me increased and increased. My God, I'm destined for more deterioration, insanity, and death, hell-bent. And now they seem to be saying to me, the Oscar group is an area only God can bear you out. And how can I believe in God? So the upshot was deeper and deeper and finally agonizing the fight. And then my friend came, repeated his formula, 
went away, and I took one more tremendous nosedive, and fired up, with no hope at all. Just fine. If there is a God, will he show himself? And you've heard me tell the story so many times. There was this great light. There was this tremendous, indescribable explanation. There was the explanation. Explanation by me. I'm pleased man. So this is God's creature. Then the great peace settled out. And I felt I was in a new world. Or certainly had a very different view of the old one. A universe in which all was somehow right. All was meaningful. That I belonged. That I had a place for. And then came the wonder. Why it was. That I'd had this experience, but so few things have. Yes, I knew the drunk who got religion, and all through the century had sobered up. So then, in came my sponsor, with the book in his hand, a great moment to us today. And this is William James on varieties of religious stuff. And I began to devour this book. And the tenor of it was that those granted these transforming gifts of faith were generally people who had reached some impact in some controlling area of life so as to render them inoperated. They were the people who couldn't get over it, around it, or around it. These experiences set on a base of hope. Now then, at dinner after dinner, I have come and recited this thought. And I think I have been deeply amiss in not making it abundantly clear that however spectacular, however sweet, however unbelievable, this experience of mine was that it was in no different than that which any AA acquired. That he may acquire such a transforming experience by First, deflation, enough suffering to rub out all rationalization. 
Yes, and it's the funny, eh? As a higher power, if you like. And the putting of all theological considerations and arguments on the back of the soul. You and I have sat in meetings time after time. We have heard guys and gals in AA get up and recite what was indeed a miracle of transformation. And then they say to us, but gee, this is a wonderful gospel. This is saving my life. This is saving my family. This is my but I'm awful sorry to say, folks, I ain't got the spiritual angle. Well, you and I looking at the newlyweds, the newly born, we nudge ourselves one next to the other, and we whisper, holy smoke, he's just reaching with it. He just hasn't put a tag on it. I'm very mindful of this because early on there was an episode down in the old 24th Street club. Must have been in year two or three of Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, maybe a little later. And we had one of these no spiritual angel boys who had been doing a great, great job in AA. Gee, everybody likes that. Yeah. You know. And he got up and said, well, it's great, but I didn't get the spiritual angel. But one night, lo and behold, he got up and announced and said, I got the spiritual angel. I got the higher power. Now I know I'm getting it made. And then he went on to say, You know what my heart power is? He says, It's that radiator over there. And when the steam comes in that radiator, the heat comes out and it warms up the place. But anytime there's any steam in my radiator, nothing comes out of it but trouble. So this is my higher power. And this group is my higher power. And that was really my higher power all the time, because when I came along, most of you guys were sober and I was drunk. Sure enough. Well, two or three later, I remember this same cat saying, you know, I've been reading a book. One of you written by some scientists on the subject of cosmic consciousness. You know, as I read that book, somehow I realized that I've got a belt of that stuff, and some of us were belt on it. Now, that was beginning at just about the lowest common denominator of the experience. And yet his experience was just as valid just as transforming 
as much. Now I think that as far as help, if we look over the spiritual experience situation, among our thesis here, for example, Al and Mir. And finally, I would like to speak for Dr. Bob, as best I may, on that subject. Before launching on that assignment, I'd like to tell another story. That after the Saturday Post speech, I was spoke by Dr. Parker Kennedy, one of the neurologists of world renown back in those days. Parker Kennedy had had for a long time treated free a gal that thousands of us know. Her name is Mark. And as Marty will tell you, and as Dr. Kennedy will tell you, she was one hell of a mess and a most difficult alcohol. Well, he saw her come to her first meeting at a house in Clinton Street, and saving one slip a few months later, said had a drink of this day. This self-sort, Dr. Kennedy, he came to me and he said, Look, Bill, could I ask you things? I noticed in that Saturday posting there are a number of physicians would apparently want you folks for some time. Said very, very good things about AA. Now, said he, I wish that you could get one or two of those fellows or some of your other medical friends uh, to come to the Academy of Medicine where I will arrange hearing for them and let it be heard from these doctors, what they think about AA and why they think it works. Well, I, this is great news at this early time. Oh, gee. Could you imagine a doctor not being glad to go to the academy on the invitation of the great Boston Kennedy? I could. So I began to canvas these dear medical friends of ours, and not one of them would go near the place. Not one. And I said, gee, folks, you went into the Saturday post. You sure stuck your necks out that time. Piece your article. You broadcast it to the world, you're right behind it. Why don't you go up to the academy and talk? Well, briefly summarized, the consensus of their answer was this. In fact, they said, look, Bill, you have got a quite a package composed of attitudes, principles, 
action. And the sum of these forces that you have marshaled is great. For example, you have a kind of a crude society. In religion, you might call it a confession. You know, a kind of an analysis. You take the survey of your so-called character detector. Then you have a program of trying to get down these barriers that you put up between yourself and other people, particularly those you have damaged. You make restitution, this is great. Then you have a great new compelling interest in life. This kind of giving of yours, which demands no reward. Well, I could extend this list uh, further, but that was the idea. But they said this is the thing that to us is inexplicable. God knows of all people, having worked with asphalt, we know the gravity of this obsession to destructive drinking. And if it weren't for the fact that drinking is socially acceptable, it would be rated among the world's number one lunatics as alcohol. This self-destruction by alcohol against the victim's will, his interest, his Now then, making due allowance for all the forces that we can see at work, we still can't account for the results you're getting. What you people accomplish or bring about is a re-motivation in alcohol that may expel this obsession to drink in a matter that was days, weeks, or even months. The change in direction is something that should have, by any calculation, taken you years, not weeks, days, months. Therefore, we see and deeply feel that in this society, there is an X factor. Some forces operated, operated that we cannot describe we can only postulate its presence. It surely is there. We can't explain it. So who would we be to go to the Academy of Medicine to explain the inexplicable? I suppose we suppose in your language that would be to explain God. Well, lots of other people have made similar observations. Of course, all of us realize sooner or later along our course that this is something more than just a society of people with a good work and a blood brotherhood and a kinship of suffering. It's more than that. 
Every speaker has brought this up and drank it. And you'll notice that it, their transforming experience was so often contingent upon the Barrett weekend. So now, let's see if I can equate some of these other experiences of my own. Here comes Anne. Al kind of comes in. I would gather from what he told me, sort of swaying on this uh, God bed. But at any rate, he was going to have a look. Uh, and so he did. Al had much more than a look. He plunged in. Now it must be that Al found here much more than a society of nice and sometimes not so nice people and understanding crowd with a mission in life. Otherwise, why would he have gone to 22 meetings? Why still taking his college course was he going to 10 a week? Was there not, and will he not tell you, of course he will, that here was a meg. One pole marked God might repel him a little, but the other pole marked love drew him on. And so, he began to grow in spiritual stature without solving the theological riddle of which came first the hen or the egg. And watch his experience. Just not just valid this month. Less spectacular. You know, the good book has that phrase, by their fruit, ye shall know. You know, speaking of Al, I'll remind you of young folks. The other day, I, I looked out the office door, and I said, Holy smoke, what's that one doing here? And there was a gay little doll with a mini skirt about so long, and I guess she had love beads on, and she came, you know, Carolining down the hall, I said, gee, what's this? Oh, somebody said, she's from the young people's group out in L.A. Boy, I said, get her in there quick. <laughs> I really didn't know what to expect. I've been trying so hard to understand you, you know. <laughs> And maybe here will be a great chance. So, in she came, and she sat herself down, and this young lady was sure full of joy. She said, you know, Bill, that young people's group is just going great guns. She says, I'm the oldest member, and I'm 23. <laughs> and then she handed me out a line of AA. Well... It could make you cry. 
for joy. It could make you know that it's a young generation. It's like that doll in F. The future of AA is perfectly safe. Now, all this time, it never occurred to me to ask the gal what she thought about God or the spiritual or any of the old questions. Nor did I try to snore with my exalted spiritual experience. This time, it was the other way around. I was taking some lessons for a change. And so it has been in listening to Al and this gal. And now comes Mary. Gee, there was a hard note. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there were a lot of things Mary didn't say about herself. And what I'm going to say, I don't think she'll take as praise. She will only say that these are the gifts of A.A.'s grace to her. But since Mary came in, as a lawyer still having a practice in Capricorn, a practice dealing extensively with families in trouble, wives and husbands in trouble, kids in trouble, I keep hearing about the length to which Mary will go, far and beyond her legal responsibility, to bring peace and love into these situations. She's tired in this respect in practicing the 12 steps in all her affairs. Now, this is a major Mary has done a great extent as <coughs> a 12 step. She came down when our magazine was in trouble some years. And she worked on that for years. And then she became a trustee. She says rather wryly, however, that this didn't seem to impress her group at all. So, pull her away to question the proof of Mary's spiritual awakening. You know, I'm constantly surrounded by people. whose spiritual awakening might be questioned on a strictly theological basis. But one, however, so effective that they, well, it just speaks loudly for itself. Now, my mind goes back to Dr. Bach, 
You remember I had gallivanted around New York. I'd forgotten that book by Jimmy James said there were lots of kinds of religious experiences. I got in the habit of thinking there was only one kind, and that was this bright light job I had. I figured if you put it in deep into these drunks that, you know, they were hopeless, you'd fulfill one of James' conditions, the base being hopelessness. They'd hit bottom, and boom, perhaps even ignited by me, they would go right up in a bright light. Nothing of the sort happened. For six months, drunks had run screaming away from me. Or sticking around a little while, couldn't take it, and they got sued. So, by the time I got to Akron on this business trip, I was getting a little deflated, as I should have been. And I was further deflated and alarmed when my first temptation to drink came. Prior to the experience, my mind was just full of booze, 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 where it was, where the bottles were in the house. If I wasn't too drunk, how full they were. And I had found that in the whole six months of my experience, after it, I had never even looked on the shelf to see whether there was a bottle there in the house. I had never thought of it. It was lifted bodily out of me. And that's some miracle, and that's some gift in my case. Well, so I was coming to the end of my preaching. And there is a person in this room who had a good deal to do with bringing that about. I wish time permitted me to say more in thanks to a friend. But this is a friend of the very early day of AA. And her understanding, her friendship with Dr. Bob, resulted in our meeting and her influence on us subsequently was enduring the value beyond price. I see our old friend Henrietta sitting over here. Won't you stand up, Henrietta? Dr. Bob and Ann were standing in the door, and she siphoned Ann off into the living room, put Bob and me in the little library, and he wasn't going to stay for a little while, and we talked for hours. Now, this time, I had got down to my right side. This time, I discovered a man of faith in spite of his faith. I discovered a man who had more actual enlightenment, who prayed, who did all sorts of things that I didn't do much of, my experience notwithstanding. Here was a man of faith. Here was a man who had tried everything he knew, but he was still drunk. 
Now you notice in all the other cases I've cited, nobody had any faith at all. And most of us got over drinking very quickly, or even the temptation. And yet here we start to bond, lots of faith, couldn't stop drinking. Well, I thought I wouldn't give this guy any lessons in faith, so I told him, quoting Dr. Stilkworth, what an alcoholic is. And this was probably what made difference. I just looked in the old AA book, the one Mary never got around to reading, and Dr. Bob, as you know, has the first story in the story section. And when the preliminaries were done, he gets down to remembering my visit. And he said, June 10th, 1935, was my last drink. <laughs> As I write, nearly six years have passed. The question which might naturally come into your mind would be, what did Bill do or say that was different from what others had done and said? Now, it must be remembered that I had read a great deal and talked to everybody who knew or thought they knew anything about the subject of alcoholism. But this was a man who had experienced many years of frightful drinking, who had had nearly all drunkards' experiences known to me, but who had been cured by the very means I had been trying to employ. That is to say, the spiritual folk. He gave me information about the subject of alcoholism, which was undoubtedly helpful. Now, in italics, the old boy writes it here, are far more important was the fact that he was the first living human being with whom I had ever talked who knew what he was talking about in regard to alcoholism from actual experience. In other words, he talked mine. Now, when Bob hit bottom, his faith took hold, and he had an experience. But this was a gradual, imperceptible time. At another point in this story, he remarked, that it was two and a half years after he sobered up before he ceased to want a drink. It was slow coming. And, said he, the only insurance I could take out was trying to help other alcoholics. of losing my life 
in their troubles instead of my own. Now we all know, and it should never be forgotten, that what Dr. Bob and that dear nun, Sister Ignatius, brought about in action between 1940 and 1950, in which they ministered to the needs of 5,000 alcoholics, a very large proportion of whom got well. That Dr. Bob did this, although in his case it was a definite menace to his business. AA is no liability to the average MD, but believe me, it is to a surgeon, and that's what Bob wants. So this kept them on the edge of being broke for years, because everybody, when Bob was proposed with surgery, said, gee, we're awful glad that sigh is dry. But when nine o'clock in the morning strikes and he puts the knife on me, he just might be drunk. Moreover, he charged nothing for his medical work with these 5,000. Now then, it took something more than the desire to do good work for a man to go to this place. It took something more in a spiritual sense to activate a person for ten years up to the time of his death in such a fashion. This we know. And isn't it great that his awakening was of the slow variety, the imperceptible variety, and that it was also hard, and that as a result, he and Ignatius lit 5,000 candles in the city of Acts, enough to fill this room twice over. And how many descendants must there now be from those who made the grave a good six percent? They can be found in all parts of the world and will multiply from generation unto generation. So, the Japanese who were unavoidably sidetracked in getting over to the office are people I still like to see. To give them the assurance that they need not fear evangelism here. They can believe in the God of their understanding. Whether God is E.C. or Ed, or cosmic force, or great humanity, the only requirement really for beginning the opening of this first dimension 
of experience is the willingness to admit utter defeat, returning to a higher power, the admission is certainly I am not God. When these things are done in the climate of our beloved fellowship, AA becomes possible to practically any alcohol. And this is the news that I think we have failed to broadcast. When you start to think about there are probably thousands upon tens of thousands of alcoholics in the world who could get well tonight and who are kept away by the impression that we are some sort of a cult, that theological demands will be made upon us, that we are do good. that they can't be connected with anything where anybody talks about that. As you see on the record, this is not so. Cannot we better carry this message to to professionals in the field? And I hear them constantly say, from where they sit, well, of course, AA is just great. Biggest thing yet, come along. But isn't it so bad that none but the religiously skeptical can benefit by it? Well, what about that guy who pointed out the radiator? This doesn't sound like a lot of religious susceptibility, does it? Or this young squirt over here who came charging. Or this hard-nosed dame. For me, this rock ribbed Vermont. Smithy was the only one in the whole bunch who had any faith who could be set on that faith to be released. So, as we go home, let us ponder new and better means of carrying a message to all who suffer alcoholism. Let us not erect barriers of arrogance, spiritual arrogance being the worst of all. Let us throw open wine doors they have. As Mary said, how permissive it really is after you get in. But the people on the outside don't think so. So, we candle will be passed on and on, we think, from hand to hand, and from one generation to the next. For so God, for so long as God may need our beloved community. Thank you.